So it looks like we have a cryptid sighting, Mike. Is it really a cryptid if it's a extinct animal that still lives? Uh, I would say so. There's like a some I fa- I saw these ground rules of what a cryptid is. And I, Ooh, I can you can you run down the the ground rules? It, let's see if you agree with these. Uh, unconfirmed cryptids who whose existence is alleged but not demonstrated. Discredited Cryptids that have a body of evidence against their existence. Proposed. Cryptids with an alternative explanation accepted by the general scientific community. Extinct. Animals that are generally believed to be extinct, but which cryptozoologists believe may have an extent relic population. Animals no longer considered cryptids are marked. Confirmed animals once classified as cryptids, but those existence has now been confirmed. Or hoaxes. Cryptids once thought to be real, but later conclusively proven to be hoaxes. I kind of agree with those. Do you? Yeah, and I guess based on that, it would um, definitely, the the thylacine would definitely fit into this category. Plus, it's all, it's on all the cryptid websites, so. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what we're, um, we're talking about by, by the uh, cryptid sighting. There, there's a, a bunch of news reports that came out on September 6th because this trio had released this footage purporting to be a Tasmanian tiger or a thylacine. And, um, the, the group was known or they are known as the Booth Richardson tiger team or B R T T for short. And they've been tracking the thylacine, but they said that in this area that they caught this footage, uh, they had set up, 14 cameras and they were checking it every two weeks. And in the footage that you, you see, the footage is really grainy and it's really, really poor footage. I've, I've actually seen better footage of the Tasmanian tiger than this, but <laughs> um, based on what's, it's got some biologists in debate. There's one that says there's a one in five chance that this could be the, the thylacine. Uh, but he th- thinks it could have been some other animal that has a similar build. Uh, but then they've had other guys, other experts who have come in and said that this is clearly a thylacine. So it's hard to say. But uh, for those people that don't know what a thylacine is, I, I guess I'll give a, a brief rundown on on what they are. They kind of look like a dog but they've got tiger stripes on the lower half of their back and they've got a thin stiff tail that's it's kind of long but their general appearance is dog like but they're actually a marsupial and they've got pouches both actually in in the species both the male and female had pouches the male's pouch was to protect his nuts while he was running through the bush that was the <laughs> sole purpose just to protect his junk fuck yeah and the the female obviously was to to house the little tiny babies, but they 
originally lived in Australia as well as Tasmania, uh, but they were wiped out of Australia long before before they became extinct in the modern day. But uh, they'd become pretty rare by the time the British had settled Australia, but they survived in or they survived on Tasmania until uh, I think 1932. Yeah, these things did exist. I mean, we have old video footage of actual Tasmanian tigers walking around in cages, right? Yeah, it was a, a thylacine by the name of Benjamin. And he was the last captive thylacine. And he died in, I'm sorry, 1936 was when he died. But he was kept captive at the Hobart Zoo. And he lived there for three years before he finally died. And he was the last known one. But uh, there was this dude named Wilf Batty. And he was the last man to kill a wild one. And that was in 1930. Wilf Batty, huh? Yeah, Wilf Batty. But they were... The, the main reason for... Well, that we think that they were driven to extinction was because of... It just started pouring here, guys. So so, sorry for the background noise. I can't do nothing about that. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> but the uh, one of the main contributing factors to the extinction of the thylacine was two rounds of bounties that were offered on them. Uh, the first one was in 1830, and then that got called off. But then in 1888, when settling of Tasmania... Uh, when when farmers started settling in Tasmania, uh, the thylacines started coming in to kill off livestock. So they put the the government put up this bounty to kill the livestock. And by 1909, they estimate that they had paid paid more than 2,180 bounties. And at that point, the animals were considered to be rare, but they were not protected in any way. I was just going to ask, them being marsupials, how vicious they were. Would they, like, fuck up people's corn? But if they were attacking livestock, that can see Yeah, them. they were killing... I mean, they're they're pretty good size. They're, they're like, the size of a medium-sized dog, so they could take out sheep and, and uh, goats, things like that. S- small pigs, probably. And now it's actually considered endangered, presumed to be extinct. But they haven't completely written it off, apparently, because it's not officially extinct. It's just presumed to be extinct. But recently, over the past few years, there have been a sharp uptick in sightings. A lot of people have been seeing them. There's some really good footage out there of, of one kind of loping through a field. And you see the characteristic thin, straight stiff tail and it's in a silhouette so you can't see the markings but it has the shape of what the thylacine looks like and it's not running like a dog would run so i don't know what it could be then there there's also footage out there claiming to be a thylacine that's clearly a a dog running yeah and even though there's not tons of examples of of footage or even photos of this creature, you can tell by its body structure, you know, how it walks. We get to see that that footage where it's pacing back and forth in that cage. And it's like on like what? Like old real footage? Yeah. 
Yeah, and can... also in that footage, you can see how wide its mouth is. Yeah, creepy looking thing, man. When they open their mouth wide enough, it's it's they're huge. Yeah, they, they can take a big in bite. Half. Yeah. yeah, it's even creepier to think that they're marsupials. Not, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, wacky fucking marsupials. But you can still see, like, like you said, there's there's the the footage of the captive one. I don't know if there's, I don't think there's any footage of a wild one though. But if you just look up thylacine Benjamin on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. Benjamin, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, Benjamin. And what's its name? Oh, but this kind of got me thinking: if if the thylacine is still out there, and no one has seen it since in the wild since 1930, and now we're starting to see increased sightings, does that mean that the population is coming back? And if if it's not extinct, even though we thought it was extinct, what does that mean for other animals that we think are extinct? And w- another example of this actually is the the coelacanth. Yeah, and that one's truly from dinosaur times. Yeah, it was it was thought to be extinct since the Cretaceous period. Which, to give you an idea of when the Cretaceous period was, that's when T. Rex and Triceratops were kicking around, duking it out. Yeah, that was the age of the Velociraptor and the Pterosaur. Like that's how long ago. And then one was discovered in fucking 1938. I wonder what makes an animal like that just appear. I mean, I don't. I, as much as I don't know about the Australian and Tasmanian outback, I think like a population and boom and something that rare seems very unlikely. Where are they breeding? Where are they living? And and why haven't they, you know, why weren't they found up to that point? And, and why is it now we can find them? Yeah, but we, maybe it was just a change in their in their habitat. Maybe they evolved over time and, and as a result came closer to the shore or shallower waters. I wonder, but I love when a species does that. I mean, every so often you'll catch an article where somebody's been in some deep sea cave in there discovered a new type of spider or something like that and martin sent us an article on twitter did you happen to read that it's about this article of this scientific team that did some scrapings off these ice caves and they're finding uh trace elements that they can't identify at all so it's almost like hmm. alien life forms living in these ice caves in a, in our in antarctica just like the thing <laughs> yeah but still i mean that's just scraping on some dirt in the ice cave there's tons of things that that they don't know about i think there's going to continue to be tons of things that they discover but i I mean when we talk about cryptids i always like to think about the weirder ones that supposedly are stragglers from time like the the nessie and all that shit and mokele membe but the the silicanth is pretty cool i mean it, it definitely doesn't look like any other type of fucking animal yeah, just looking at it, it it looks prehistoric. It does. It's creepy. It makes me think of the timber wolf, the way the mouth is like that. <laughs> it's the timber wolf of the seas. Yeah, the dire wolf. And just we we don't even know what else is in the ocean. And and every now and again the uh the story will pop up of the megalodon. But I I really think that that's at this point just a uh, an old wives tale. 
or or maybe not not a wives' tale, an urban legend. Yeah, that's probably. I think it's. I mean, we'll, you know, everyone has heard the story. Oh, I was on Reddit, and this guy who's a ship captain told the story of seeing a <laughs> battle at sea, and then there was a killer whale, and there was a giant squid, and then all of a sudden the fighting stopped. And then both the giant squid and the killer whale were dead. And they saw this huge fin in the water. And, and it, what else could it be? It was definitely a megalodon. What else could eat a killer whale and a giant squid at the same time? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they were saying the same shit about the the giant squid. And then they did that documentary about that. Uh, yeah. That weird super predator. Remember that? Yeah. Hunt and, for the super predator. Yeah. They found chunks of colossal squid and giant squid they're like well what ate this thing yeah but that's that's not weird to get that those get eaten by whales sperm whales munch on them all the time i just want to see the reinsurgence of some gnarly creature see for me i i don't think i don't think we would have um enough enough huge things in the ocean to feed a population of megalodon I don't I don't think so either. And with the discovery of giant squid still existing, I mean that's a predator right there for a megalodon. I think there's plenty of things in Or the, the other way around. Yeah. But I think still I mean I, think I don't there's... think a giant squid's gonna take down a megalodon. They're Have they're you seen big the stands, but bro, the... in the old wood carvings? Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> if that were documents. if that were true. But let's be realistic, that's not true. They only they get to be about thirty feet long. But that's including their feeding tentacles. Their their mantle itself is only like six feet. It's not that big. Fucking losers. Yeah. Fucking take your colossal. Although they do have those fucking gnarly hooks on their on their appendages. Yeah, they're almost they like can teeth. swivel. Ugh. Well, there, there's one that the giant squid has the the suction cups with the teeth on it, but the colossal squid on its feeding tentacles has fucking hooks that he can swivel. Whoa! Yeah, so he he latches on and pulls them in that way. They're two different species. Are you familiar with a creature called the uh, Satochin? Not even at all. Not at all. This is a creature. This is like the cryptid I like to see come back. And this one was seen in fairly recent times as uh, as late as 1990 was one of the last reports of a sighting of this thing. But it comes from the Yukon Territory of Canada. And it's been talked about and written about since people have inhabited the area. Members of the Canadian First Nations spoke of this creature and they described it as being... Bigger and more muscular than any bear, but its face was flat, and it had a long, long tail and huge claws on its hands, and it was known for flipping over lodges for beaver beaver lodges and would just eat the beavers, and it earned it the same nickname I had in high school, the beaver eater. Okay. <laughs> is, is this for, for obvious reasons, or... <laughs> Yes, he ate beavers. He would flip over. He would use his, quote, huge front claws, and he was able to stand on all four and just flip over beaver lodges and just pick them out and eat beavers. That's not as fun as I was anticipating. <laughs> I would do the same. But I got a report here that comes from the mid-80s 
from the British Columbia Scientific Cryptozoology Club, which received an account from a woman named Don Charlie, who said that her sister-in-law, her sister-in-law's husband, and her sister-in-law's mother were fishing, and a large brown animal that looked like a bear in size, but possessed a long tail and a flat face exited the woods in their directions at fast speed. The creature appeared to possess large claws on each of its front paws, and the three witnesses scrambled to get out of its path. The woman's husband grabbed a gun and fired a shot over the creature's head as the two women ran towards a boat. Uh, when the motor started, the, hus the husband fired one more shot at the creature and jumped in the boat and took off. They said that the animal lumbered its way back into the woods, but they described it as this creature, the Seito Chin. They, they knew what it was right away. They reported it as a Seito Chin. The account from the 90s was somebody fishing in a boat off this lake. The same, the, near the same lake these people reported it, but it came out of the woods and dove in the water and went right towards them. And they had to shoot it a bunch of times for it to turn around and give up the venture of trying to eat them. Did they smell like beavers, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe they're using beaver wax. Who knows, but it, they say it's, it can stand on its hind legs and it's well over 10 feet tall. That's, I mean, really it sounds like a bear, but... It, it does, but it actually sounds more like a giant ground sloth. I mean, Ooh. If you look at the pictures, I forget the name of what they call the species that looks more like it. Let me, I have it right here. Let me. Megalonyx. A Megalonyx Jeffersoni. <laughs> Jeffersonoli. Whatever. I'll put it in the show notes. It's from North America, but it's a giant ground sloth, and it has a flat face and a giant long tail. It's bigger than a bear. It's almost exactly what they describe. I mean, if you look up the Seito Chin or the Beaver Eater, that's what that's the image that's going to come up. So, have you ever heard the idea that the um, Bigfoot is actually a giant ground sloth? I have, but that's not what people are describing when they see a Bigfoot. I mean, that's just too far off. That's too far of a fetch for me. Yeah, it is weird. I I never understood that one either. I'd rather have but, them being I mean, dimension. maybe if it was standing up on its hind legs and you just saw it from a distance, you're like, oh my god. I know, but sloths are like huge and lumbering and slow. And we've, we we get reports of Bigfoot running. That's just some goofy Reddit shit like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's like you're saying, probably right. Yeah, that's like saying Nessie was the trunk of an elephant. Come on. Well, that's plausible. Scotland got a lot of elephants running around? Yeah. They're they're indigenous to to the Scottish lock. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? With the aquatic barn owls, the 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 famous Scottish pachyderm. <laughs> they used to fucking William Wallace used to ride him into battle. <laughs> Freedom! They were brought over <laughs> by the great Persian armies. Yeah, they they fuck the Persian armies. They could take the see. That's the thing. Asian elephants are pussy compared to the Scottish pachyderm. You don't want to <laughs> fuck with the Scottish pachyderm. They don't have tusks. They have swords in their mouth. Yeah. They, they, they're born with claymores in their fucking in their trunk. <laughs> they shoot them out. They do. They've, they've got claymore cannons as trunks and they fucking eat British flesh. <laughs> they've, they've, I mean, in the centuries since, Tensions have cooled down. The the native species has dwindled considerably because they used to be 
groomed and maintained and and somewhat domesticated by the by the military at the time and since the military was no longer needed they kind of just sent them out but because they had a breeding program there were so many of them and overpopulation led to their decline because there just wasn't enough british flesh to eat on <laughs> so the british started killing them then the ones that got left in and scotland died off because british weren't visiting as much and there's still there's still a pocket that that exists they've since evolved to also eat scots but that's only out of desperation they'd still prefer a brit but they'll take a a nice scottish man or woman if they have to report state they well it's not so much a cry it's it's more of a mournful howl (laughs) but i think it's more so because they don't taste that great compared to the british more than any uh patriotism on their part so do you think but, do you think nessie is scotland's government's like blast backup battle elephant i think that he was see the the thing was when world war ii broke out they started trying to ramp up this program again with breeding these things but it, they, they had been gone for too long you know the breeding program had been gone too long there were so few of them left that and they were so bloodthirsty at this point that it was safe just to take one and and see if they could work with that so they they tranquilized one of them and they brought hit them they brought this individual back to uh one of their military bases and i i can't remember the name of the base right now but they brought it back for training and the whole point was to kind of have a heads up if there were any uh German U-boats along the coast. And while they were doing their experimenting on it, it they they were trying to make it uh, hardier, be, be able to survive underwater longer, survive colder temperatures, and, you know, j- just generally be more difficult to kill. You got to switch it over to German flesh too. I mean, that's got to take months of preparation. Well, see, they they weren't worrying about that because they just wanted the U boats. So what they what they had to do was, you know, sacrifice a few Brits and stuff them in a in a submarine. And the the smell on the the sense of smell that the Scottish pachyderm has is second to none. Like it beats out every other thing. But so they would put these Brits in a in a submarine and send the pachyderm out and he'd go hunt them down in the ocean. He could smell them and then he would destroy the, the submarine. Oh shit. So it got to the point where just the sight of a submarine without even having to have the smell of British inside would cause it to fly into a rage and he would destroy them. And uh, so after the world war, to conflict ended he was kind of forgotten about he was just left floating around the ocean and uh he made his way inland and and ended up in Loch Ness and that's where he lives to this day occasionally pulling in a kayaker and mowing on him hoping for some British tourists well that explains his food source too he's been staying alive because he's been snacking on fishermen and poor Mm -hmm. tourists yeah 
Yeah, people always say there's not enough things in the lock to sustain a breeding population, but it's just one individual, and he's been experimented on so much, he's he's nigh immortal at this point. I was going to say there has to be some side effects from all those experimentation. Maybe he's been genetically altered. Maybe he only needs to eat one British person every century. No, no. He's still, he, he just, he doesn't need to eat every day. He, he usually, he'll have a meal once a week. Usually it's a Sunday. And uh, afterwards he likes to go s- sit on the bottom for a while and contemplate how far he's fallen and why he's stuck in a body of water now and not roaming the land, eating everyone in his sight. <laughs> and then he just drifts off to sleep. There you have it, guys. I mean, Mike just broke down the whole Nessie thing. Thousands of, of sightings, decades of research. Just not even mm-hmm. close to the truth. It, they're not even close. And, and that's the weirdest thing. You look in any history book, there is no mention of the Scottish pachyderm. You go back to to the, the books about the British and, and the Scottish fighting one another back and forth for decades there's no mention of it. They've they've been omitted from the history books, and there's a reason behind it, and it has to do with World War II because they were doing these secret experiments. And imagine the cruel death that these that these men faced when the pachyderm would come crashing down on their U-boat and just squeezing them to death. And sure, you can say they're Nazis, but what if they weren't? What if they were just proud Germans? Just trying to make a living, avoid, just, avoid just, enlisting, and they're just like, no, we're going to collect our clams and 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 they're just they're in a U-boat, man, you know. <laughs> but those it's horrific. Scottish so to to cover that up, yet. every single book has had this omitted from it. Any book that was in print beforehand was hunted down relentlessly and had those pages torn out, so that you will never find this. Maybe on some dark corner of the internet somewhere and the what cast but i'm telling you and the only reason i know about it is because my great uncle was responsible for the handling of the the last remaining warrior pachyderm from scotland that's like legendary status i didn't know well i like to keep it under wraps you know i've I've, it's it's not something usually you talk you come out in a conversation in the middle of a party. My uncle was responsible for training the warrior, El- <laughs> the warrior Scottish pachyderm in World War II, and everyone's going to be like, "The what?" and "Fuck you!" and you're like, "Yeah, you know that maybe maybe that deserved a preamble or something instead of just blurting it out." But seriously, you've just been waiting for the perfect time four years, the perfect yeah. episode to reveal this, and here it is. Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. I mean, to to hold in something like that. I mean, to know what Nessie is all these years, your whole life. I can't believe you kept it in this long. Well, we've never really done an official Nessie episode, so I figured I would save it for that. But it's it's applicable here, too, so we can do that. I did say a long time ago, like probably our, in the first 20 episodes when we did a bullshit episode, where we called bullshit on things. And I called bullshit on Nessie. I didn't explain my reasons then, but I'm explaining them now. You were just trying to veer us away from the plesiosaur explanation? I was planting the seed. 
<laughs> I know I know the story that I just related is very hard to swallow. I'm fully aware of that. I expect that most of you aren't going to believe me, but you know what? Fuck you. I know it's real. <laughs> and the Scottish pachyderm lives on in my heart. And hopefully now in yours too. Yeah. Embrace it. Save. You know what? If, if, if you donate to the what cast, we will gladly use that money to help raise awareness efforts to protect the Scottish pachyderm. You know, for all you animal lovers out there, what better way to show your love for this majestic and misunderstood creature than to donate your sweet, sweet money to the Whatcast, where we will no doubt put it to wonderful use, building habitats and, and securing food for all these starving little Scottish pachyderm children. It gets pricey. We got to feed them British people. So, I mean, do you know how expensive British people cost on the black market? They are expensive. It's not, it's not like just, you know, some fucking sloppy American. Like, this is, this is prime stuff. This is exotic meat. You know what I'm saying? It costs lots of money. (laughs) So, please donate now. And if you could cue in some Sarah McLaughlin, that'd be great. Every day, there's a Scottish pachyderm who goes hungry, who cries and wonders why he can no longer be a valuable tool in the effort against Nazi U-boats. Do it for the children. So what about this other cryptid sighting that's been going on? I I haven't read too much about it because if it's not true, it'll break my fucking heart. (laughs) What about these Mothman sightings in Chicago? Barn owls. Barn owls, 27 of them in Chicago. 27 barn owls, and, well, it was 25 individual barn owls, and there were two sightings where there were a couple barn owls holding hands. <laughs> Getting romantic on the job, huh? Yeah. I mean, come on. Barn owls need fun, too. They, they're calling it a winged creature. Do you think that people are just throwing the Mothman moniker into it because it kind of sounds like it could be a Mothman? Maybe. I I really, I've only heard about this in passing, so you probably know more about this than I do, but has anyone reported the big red eyes? Let's see here. I'm reading something on about it. There's been nearly 30 sightings of a, quote, large flying humanoid in the Chicago area, according to Leon Stickler, who has been tracking these reports on his website, Phantoms and Monsters. I think that's Lon Strickler. Oh, Not weird. Leon Stickler. <laughs> oh, Lon Stick S T I C K L E R. Isn't it Strickler? No, Stickler. Lon Stickler. Lon Stickler. Do you know who Lon Stickler is? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I'm sorry. You Lon never Stickler. heard of Phantoms and Monsters? No. Oh well. Uh, but let's see here. A dark-winged humanoid with glowing eyes, glowing red eyes, that has been reported for soon. 29 sightings in 2017 alone, according to Stickler. Damn. All in Chicago? Yeah. Let's see here. The latest sighting Stickler received happened Wednesday, August 9th, along North Lakeshore Drive. According to his website, a wife and husband were walking in the area at around 9.20 p.m. when they saw a winged form swoop from the sky and eventually fly towards them. Quote, Then suddenly, a large winged being slowing descended in front of them, no more than 25 feet away. 
It hovered about five feet above the sidewalk with its wings spread open as it peered at the couple with large, bright red eyes that slowly altered back and forth in intensity. <laughs> the eyeballs started blinking back and forth. He's got blinky eyes. He's wee got wee disco wee. eyes. He's like, let's party. Several people on the other side of the street, including the delivery a, a delivery van driver, reacted with screams and frightening yelps. The wing be, being hovered Pussies. for 10 seconds, then quickly pulled the wings into its body and shot up, shot up quickly into the night sky. So, shit. Described as five or six feet tall, this sounds like Mothman. Except for the alternating blinky eyes. It's uh, 27. That sounds like a shitty Halloween costume. He's got a... <laughs> You know what? It sure does. That's a good point. October's right around the corner. This happened with the stupid-ass clowns last year. Clowns last year. This year, it's the Mothman. <laughs> I must say, I, it, I, it has my approval. Yeah, I mean, as far as things you can dress up as, it certainly beats clowns. So what do you think about that? There's a 30 sightings in 2017 alone. And in Chicago, of... of no place. I mean, isn't there one photo of Mothman on a building in Chicago before, or one flying off a building? Uh, I don't remember. I remember seeing a picture of it flying before, but I can't remember. I know there was one where it was perched on the Golden, Gla Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, all photoshopped ones. Then, there's a bunch like that. Yeah, there's there's a shitload. So, I don't know. Hopefully they continue. I mean, Mothman's not known for stabbing or eating people, so. But he is known for collapsing bridges and killing. We're warning of that. Maybe there's something that's going to happen in killing. Chicago. No, he didn't warn. He murdered on Christmas Eve, Mateo. <laughs> I think showing yourself plainly to people over a structure would be an attempt to keep them away from it. Maybe he should. Hey, like, pull down Merry Christmas. Here's everybody. some death. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. And then he flew away like an asshole. Fuck that guy. That guy can go suck all the dicks. Yeah. I'm sure the people of Point Pleasant feel that way. I wonder how, how people who, who had some ties to that, maybe a family member they lost, or... I mean, I've talked to people who say that, that you know, it still hurts some of the people there to talk about that bridge going down. You know, all jokes aside, I doubt... Any paranormal creature had anything to do with that bridge falling, and that was a tragedy, of course, but I don't know. Just if we're talking about some type of giant monster, I think that would kind of be a more of a stay away from here. So so you're saying that it's, self, it's, it's aware of itself, that it's so hideous that it'll keep people away. Well, so he goes up there hanging his head in sorrow. <laughs> I'm hideous. Just stay away from the bridge. Look He's at crying. Me. He's been fucking. spotted near other so, disasters, right? So you just turned you just turned the fucking Mothman from a fearsome beast to a fucking emo little shit. <laughs> the new Paramore album sucked. Ooh, I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> I can't even grow hair to cover it over my eyes. <laughs> Here's to hoping. I'm going to keep an eye on that. I'm going to talk to Miss Lucy. She lives in Chicago, so... Maybe she's yeah, like, I don't, that shit's not true hunt, at all. <laughs> tell her to hunt that shit down. Well, I want to know. Damn it. The website that has this is called patch.com. I don't know what the fuck that is or what its credibility is. It's just what came up when I saw it. It's been, there's reports all year. 
All year of uh, 2017 of Mothman showing up around there. Very interesting. It is interesting. But is it the Mothman for reals? Yeah, there's been no destruction. Just like crazy crime. Well, it took took him an hour or an hour. It was only an hour. It took him a year before he knocked down the fucking bridge. That's true. He was waiting, learning the customs. When will the bridge be most filled so I can murder them all? (laughs) And it was Christmas Eve. And he's like, I will kill them all and make their presence worthless in the water. (laughs) I think he was up there studying a sign language book, trying to convey the message of stay away. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I'm not buying into emo moth, man. He was not up there cutting himself and crying over <laughs> over the fact that everybody thinks he's hideous. That wasn't happening. He wasn't listening to fucking... That's how out of touch I am. I don't even know any fucking emo bands anymore. <laughs> uh, the best part about getting old. I guess, yeah. I don't have to endure that shit. Uh, hey, have you seen that music? No. No, I haven't seen that music video. Not, if not, it was made after 1999, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> when Dimebag Daryl died, I died. <laughs> I know that was post-99, but still. And that's only partly true. But most of the shit I listen to is from the fucking 90s, Still, that's how old I am. I'm like my parents when they used to turn on music from the 70s. That's me. You goddamn kids, would you Drake? Get the fuck out of here. It's true, though. I mean... Oh, God. Listening to the radio is such a fucking chore. It's It goes from either being a chore to flat-out torture. Some of the music is just so stupid and dumbed down. Yeah, my daughter, who's seven, this morning the, the radio was on. We are browsing through the channels. She said, that's not even music. I don't even know what we're listening to. Yeah, it's all just in this mumble rap bullshit. It's not even rap. It's just like, ugh, I don't even know. I no, hate we that need shit. some good rap. For real. It, I mean, there's still good hip-hop out there. You just got to gotta look. Bring nothing it, bring it nothing back, mainstream. It's up to you. <laughs> it's up to me. Go, pack a damn flow. Go, go. No. <laughs> there, there, there will be none. I don't blame you. I don't, I don't know what rhymes with pachyderm. Yeah. I think you'd have to go with a two-word rhyme there. <laughs> Smackaderm? What's that? I mean, I don't know. Sackaderm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got nothing. That's why we're not rappers. I don't know what rhymes with pachyderm, so I'll just say xylophone. <laughs> So do you think if we're going to find another species, some weird forgotten species, do you think it's going to be in the ocean or from some jungle? What What's next for our cryptid revelation? Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to, I mean, the ocean, I feel like because it's so unknown and it's so vast and we haven't even covered most of the bottom of it, There's there's got to be some creepy shit living down there. I don't know. Part of me feels like, the ocean being such a hidden place and unknown place is an untapped source of a way to be hidden. I think that there's got to be underwater bases down there. 
Like aliens? Nah, probably government ones. I don't know if I'm ready to believe that. Do you think they're just going to leave international waters? International waters? No, I think they've got underground sub bases like at on every border that's on <laughs> in the water. Wow, wide reaching. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a shadow government with like some ultimate policing force, but or maybe it's really the Atlanteans and they and they just want to rub us with their butt crystals. Maybe there's a constant battle that Brett fights to keep those butt crystals clear away from our faces. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for saving us from the ass crystals of the Atlanteans. They will give you powers. Forbidden knowledge. Just put it on your lips. And herpes. <laughs> and the aquatic clap. Yeah. Oh, aquatic clap is the worst clap of all. Because it sounds like it's a splash. Really oh god I was thinking more of like a mossy wet fuzz yes that too but enough about waterborne STDs what else is still alive Mateo tell me the things I don't know I like the idea of a megalodon being alive like you, like you talked about and the only thing that we saw that's so scary yeah. it's so scary why would you want that Whoa, calm down Mateo done fucked up. (laughs) That's it for me, guys. It's been great. But I'm eating three British people right now. I'm a fucking Scottish packer. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it all along. (laughs) But what was a monster quest where they went and looked for that giant black shark and they they caught something on footage? I mean, it's that's got to be the most non-possible cryptid to be alive still. I don't even know why it's considered a cryptid. Because it's crypty. Cryptocious. But just like that fish, dude, fucking popped its head out from the fucking Cretaceous period. Who knows, man? Yeah, I mean, really, who does know? But I'm hoping that there's no fucking 60-foot sharks in the ocean. Me neither. I don't want it to there to be a megalodon, but that sure would be cool. That would be hilarious. Just an instant. The water, the ocean's just instantly uninhabitable for people. There's just like 90 megalodons swimming around that make an appearance one day. <laughs> All these hurricanes are going to stir something up. Ooh, wait for all that footage, dude. All the weird creatures are going to come up. There's always shit like that on YouTube. They'll be like, weird creature washes up with Hurricane Irma. And it's always the same footage. It's always the same footage. And it's like that one where the water just floods in and you see something weird that's probably just a wave. Do you think people could have given up on monsters and shit and cryptids? Because there's still ghost shows being pumped out by the dozens. Not too many. Yeah, I think if the cryptid thing is, has died down considerably. Like UFOs and ghosts are are marketable now, and and Bigfoot, Bigfoot's the the exception. But no one gives a fuck about chupacabra. No one cares about the Dover Demon. No one even knows who the Dover Demon is or the Hopkinsville Goblins. Yeah, they don't give a shit about that unless unless it's an alien. If it's an alien, then it's fuck yeah, it's an alien. But, you, can't, you can't blame them, though, when it comes to the really cool cryptids like that, because they're not being seen anymore. And how many times yeah. can you tell the, you know, Hopkins, right. the Hopkinsville Goblin story, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. They should just always have a show like that. They should always have some fucking show talking about cryptids. They just don't anymore. 
I miss Monster yeah. Quest. I wish that was going around. Yeah, Monster Quest was awesome. Yeah, they went to fucking the Congo to look for Mokele and Bemi. They actually fucking went there. When you know we covered that before, and there's tons of expeditions for them. But I mean, this was just a TV show, and actually went there and filmed it. We got to see it, see mm-hmm. them talk to the locals, and, and I mean that that's cool enough. Mokele and Bembe is a perfect example of this, where you've got a thing thought to be extinct, but. The thing here is that these are elephant size. They're not um they're not these huge massive sauropods like they were yeah. when the dinosaurs. But that's not to say that the species hasn't evolved. I mean it's it's been you know anywhere between 150 to 65 million years ago. These things could have evolved to shrink down in size to make living easier in the modern age. Yeah, there was some creature that I was reading about to where uh, they were talking about it, its neck evolving to where it appeared like a snake because it was it was much bigger. It was some mythical creature. I should have stated that. But they said that its neck wasn't always that way. It had a... What was it called? Oh, God. I'm doing like a drawings of cryptids every day for October for my kids. And it, I, I, I forget the name. I'll put it in the show notes because I have it written down somewhere else. But it's like a Nessie-type creature. But it's uh, from it's from Cyprus. It's seen near the Mediterranean. But its head is distinctively different. And they say that its head wasn't always that way. But it, it stretched out and got longer. So it, it was able to hunt better. It was confused for being a snake and not causing so much panic as a giant fucking sea monster. But they said it changed its... its it evolved to be a better hunter. So we, yeah. we do hear stories about that when it comes to these weird cryptids. Mm-hmm. And even even what we know about animals, like the giraffe, for instance, that the giraffe evolved that neck over time because it needed it to survive. Yeah. I definitely expect uh, if there is a creature like Mokele Mbembe or <clears throat> like what any of the other ones that are from the Congo, there's mm-hmm. a few like the Triceratops, all that stuff. It's definitely it's definitely adapted. To stay alive this long. Yeah. It's it's not something that is going to remain the same for that amount of time. Especially being as big as dinosaurs were. It would, in order to survive in our time, it would have to be smaller. Yeah. But I am, I am interested to see what footage comes up after all these storms that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like you said. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of bullshit ones. Yeah. You'll see the those the picture of the giant crab on the the garbage can, and you'll see <laughs> that footage of the floodwaters coming in, and you see the weird tentacly wave thing. Yeah, and you'll probably see something with Slenderman, like Slenderman <laughs> was leading the waves or something. He was surfing at the the helm of the tide. Yeah, he was he was calling in the hurricane. Not I am Slenderman, and I control the weather <laughs> because that's what I do. But if anything's gonna bring the shit up, it's it would be, I, th- I think, a um, an underwater earthquake rather than a storm, because the storm the storm waves can only penetrate so deep in the ocean. You're only going to be washing up things that are swimming close to the surface. You won't be getting any of the deep shit. They had that deep huge shit will be... earthquake off the coast of Mexico. 
Yeah, that'll wake some shit up. Yeah, let's see if anything comes of that. Let's get fucking Cloverfield monster going. <laughs> Sick of this shit. Let's just get some giant monsters. This is so much to ask to have giant monster make landfall. I mean, holy shit. That would be awesome. So long as, you know, it wasn't attacking your city. Yeah, as long as it's not here. <laughs> giant monsters exist. Oh, my. <laughs> and so ended the story of Mike and Mateo. Could you imagine all the weirdos that would pop up if something like that happened? There'd be like worshippers of the, the monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. That'd be so weird. It's... And then you'd have the, the people are saying, it's a sign of the times. It's a sign from God. The end times are upon us. Trump has summoned Cthulhu. <laughs> Trump summoned Cthulhu. We're fucked. <laughs> Ugh, Trump Thulu. Gross. Thank you for listening to the Whatcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. Enjoy the podcast? Get yourself a Whatcast t-shirt or a sticker pack. Who was that dude on that one episode? Try the links in Homie's page. All this and more can be found at www.thewattcasters.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.